Hey guys, welcome to season two of the Axios Wellness Podcast. This is Ed and Brittany Holmes. We're the founders and coaches of Axios Wellness. We are. And this is about to be the best season two we've ever done. Best one. Best season two ever. So we're going to talk in this season to give some context about being a whole person. Because mm-hmm. we're not just physical. We are not just flesh suits. We are whole people. Fleshy suits. With emotions and mental stuff and some context for purpose. And and we're going to dive into all that. And our hope would be that we start developing a more robust definition of what being healthy and bringing and living into the best version of ourselves can look like. Let's get into it. All right, so today we're getting into season two, but we just want to take a second and thank you guys so much. Everyone who tuned into season one and gave us feedback and left us reviews. Um, It's just been so amazing to hear the impact that those episodes have made on you guys. And I think the overwhelming thing that we heard about from season one was how almost like tactile each episode was, that it was easy for people to take questions and start implementing changes right from those those episodes into their day-to-day life which is just pretty amazing yeah i think that's our commitment as coaches yeah right is we tell everyone we bring on at axios that we want to work ourselves out of a job yeah because we want to teach you how to do it right and i think it's really easy with podcasts i love listening to these types of podcasts because i'm a pontificator yeah like i you love are what people would call a podcast junkie yes you are always and so to i i still remember i was listening to a podcast one time without my headphones in and you walked by and you were like they sound pretentious and like jerks <laughs> and <laughs> i was absolutely like did. in it i was in it and it was fun i was learning so like it was just opening my awareness so yeah we, we want this to be this equal, like, expanding of awareness and yet also specific in action. Yeah. And I think a great coach can do both of those. And that's really what we want to do more of in this season as well. Yeah. So it was cool as we had conversations out of season one, you know, some of the big takeaways from season one, we talked about setting goals out of your values instead of out of frustration. We talked about meeting yourself and how discovering just more about who you are and what those outer limits of your potential are. And we talked about metrics of success and how easy it is to get caught up in those things. Well, and another one, I'm working with a group of guys right now that I'm coaching, consistency. Yeah. That idea of boiling it down to what's the simple thing I can really do today. That is really the actual hack for yeah, change. Yeah, that's the hack for change. It's yeah. consistency. So if you didn't have a chance to listen to some of those episodes, we encourage you to go back. Or if you did, go back and listen again. I know we've listened to several of them just because there's so much good conversation and content to keep hashing out. But the through thread, I think that it was interesting. Before we even finished recording season one, we already started having conversations of where we knew we wanted to take season two because it was kind of glaringly obvious both for you and I in our own journey of health and working with our coaches, but also in the conversations we were having with clients and just people in our world of how much once you start tackling kind of these outer representations of health in your physical body and starting to move more and starting to meet yourself, it's glaringly obvious how much mindset and the way that we think really plays a massive role in our health and our ability to make sustainable change. Yeah, it I I've had conversations with clients before 
where we bring him into the gym and they tell me I will never do or I can't. Mm -hmm. And we secretly start building programming around (laughs) getting them to doing those things. That's one of your favorite. It's one of my favorite things to do. Like they show up and they don't realize it, but they've built all the requisite strength to do that movement. And then it just shows up in programming. Usually it's around burpees. Yeah. I will never, I can't do a burpee. I will never do a burpee. So don't even try and program. Yeah. So we literally build workouts where they're having to go to the ground and stand up a ton. Like, hey, do sit-ups and then stand up and do something. They don't realize they're doing burpees. Which isn't to torture people. No. But that's a – especially as we age, Mm -hmm. you need to be able to get yourself down onto the ground and stand back up without falling. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's important. Yes. There was a dominant season of my life where fall prevention was (laughs) a big focus. (laughs) <laughs> because I still remember you and I, when we were heavier, we would sit and then we'd just yell, roll out! And just, you'd have to roll to the ground. <laughs> so bad. And then it's like slowly... those, those, what are those cartoons? Someone made them on YouTube where they take the animals, animals and inflate yeah. them. And then they're like a giant balloon and they just like bounce around in the frame. I don't think people, and, and this is not fat shaming at all. No. I, as someone who lived at a heavy weight for a large majority of their life. I don't think people understand how much effort goes into bending over and trying to stand up when you have a big gut. Yeah. Right? Like like just putting your shoes on. Yeah, just literally like it yeah, and anyway, we don't need to go there. But it wasn't pretty. We'll just put yeah. it like that. But they come to the gym and they end up doing something they said that they would never be able to do. Right. And you start doing that physically. And our brains, because they're associative, start saying, well, there's other areas in our lives that we've said we wouldn't do or we can't or it's not worth it or it's always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. And we're proving right now that apparently that's not true. And inevitably, people start talking to us about their lives outside of the gym because they're doing stuff in the gym they thought they couldn't do. And yeah. so we realized season one was about that. It's literally this process. It's our coaching process. Mm-hmm. It's let's get us physically embodying more than we thought we were capable of. Right. We're meeting ourselves. We're meeting ourselves. And then, oh, by the way, you're a whole person. Right. And what we embody physically is just downstream from a, from a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so where is it in other areas of my life that I've been holding back or not meeting myself This is really where we want to take season two is the extension of it. Let's take it out of what I physically embody Mm -hmm. and move it into the other parts of our being that we can continue to grow and develop. Because ultimately, and this is going to be a phrase we repeat a lot in this season, is we embody what we believe about ourselves. Yeah. So my flesh suit. Which I'm willing to bet is a really bad band from the 80s. Oh no. I kind of want to look it up now on Spotify. But Flesh Suit, my Flesh Suit is just the culmination of what I think and feel and believe about myself. Yeah. it. I mean, I personally, this is something that I have struggled with. And I don't often, I don't know if anyone else is like me out there. When I feel a certain way that makes me feel weak or just less than or needy, I kind of naturally shut down to that emotion. I don't really like to acknowledge it and so some of these things like as I have been meeting myself over the last gosh four or five years now with working with coaches and doing things physically that I never believed I was capable of doing there has been so many times that I have been 
like slapped in the face it feels like with limiting just beliefs that I have about my body and about what I'm capable of doing and this is one of those things that the reason we're centering season two around this like I'd said is I don't know that you can actually sustainably change without tackling the mind yeah so let's talk let's let's start breaking down some of the key concepts so the whole the whole point of this first episode is context right, right. So hypersimplistic, 30,000 foot view, we are four quadrant beings. We are emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical beings. Say that again. So we are emotional, Mm -hmm. mental, spiritual, and physical Physical. beings, Mm -hmm. right? The thing that is rough for us is we live and touch in the physical plane. Right. Right. So it is the easiest for us to get feedback in how we present and embody through right. our physical it's body. The first place you experience frustration. Yes. Is exactly. With the physical. Is the physical. Or so, you feel limits on. Yes. Yeah. So, but the problem is <clears throat> our physical body is generally the last thing to start showing injury or dysfunction. We just are trained to see physical injury and dysfunction quicker than we see dysregulated emotion, Mm -hmm. right? Or dysfunctional mindsets and thinking or a lack of context to purpose or a lack of connection to purpose, which would be spiritual. Mm -hmm. So we are trained to, I've put on a bunch of weight. Well, let's be honest. Putting on a bunch of weight isn't because I just decided, consciously decided that I'm going to go and pwn an immense amount of desserts, which I have been known to do <laughs> in the past. Yes. <laughs> I didn't just decide, I want to put on 60 pounds today. It sounds like a really fun Sounds idea. like a really fun thing. I enjoy the shame and the guilt that comes from that. I, I really, really love when my pants stop zipping. Yeah. It's great. Exactly. I love it. So I'm just going to go choose to do that. No, no, no. I was misregulated in my emotions. I had dysfunctional thinking, Mm -hmm. which made me start to question purpose and identity, which would be that spiritual context again. It showed itself physically. Right. So we're four quadrant beings. We tell our clients this all the time. You are a houseplant (laughs) with electricity (laughs) running through you. It's so true. And then our brains are literally a gray mass of muscle Mm -hmm. with electricity in it. Right. And then we act surprised that what we embody physically isn't exactly what we thought we should. Mm. So you're right. This is full circle back to when we start to change and try to grow without dealing with growth through all four quadrants. Right. Because we're physiological beings. Because we're physiological beings. We're not just physical. We are behavior modifying. Mm. So we behavior modify in the physical plane. And then regulate back to our consistent behaviors, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. But then it shows itself physically. Isn't it funny? This just came to me. I was talking to a client literally yesterday who, you know, she's had all this progress and weight loss. And she's been working with us for a few months. And it's been amazing to see her transformation. But she was starting to get frustrated feeling like her fat loss has slowed down. So I was talking to her about this, what actually happens in your body called homeostasis. And homeostasis is literally our bodies are used to being at what is known as a set weight. So if you've been in a certain weight range 
for a certain number of years. That is where your body believes that it should live. So if you're working to get below that, which is actually healthier for your body, your body naturally wants to move back. Or increase it. We have some clients that need exactly. to increase it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, can go both ways. And I think the same is true mentally, mm -hmm. is when you start meeting yourself and you start really working to change behaviors and to change mindsets and to sustainably change areas that you've been in a place of unhealth, you naturally, your your whole like physical being is like, wait, we don't live over here. We live over here. And so everything, it can feel like almost everything around you is trying to push you back into that place that you've been in for a long time. Yeah. It is an interesting spot to be where function feels dysfunctional. Gosh, yeah. And it's because, again, we're four quadrant beings. Health can actually feel unhealthy. So homeostasis, a great way to describe it, it's, it's also a great um, definition for culture within organizations, is people like us do things like this. Mm -hmm. So our body literally says, people like Ed, Ed thinks, feels, finds purpose, and embodies like this. Right. And so when I'm not thinking, feeling, finding purpose, or embodying like this, my body, through my mind, mm -hmm. starts to pull me back to what I consistently do. Wow. That is literally... I'm having an actual moment of epiphany for myself because we've talked about this so much. But I don't know that I ever thought about that in terms of like homeostasis and how it can literally feel like everything around you is confirming that, no, actually, this is this is where you normally do life and this is where you should live. Yeah. So <laughs> when it's not healthy. consistency is safest. Right. Right. So this is this is I was talking to a group of guys I'm coaching right now about this. We are all being consistent. Mm hmm. The results of our life show our consistency. Right. So here's the hack. Here's the struggle though. I'm already being consistent and I want to be consistent in another way. Mm -hmm. So I start changing my behavior and I feel this tension of this doesn't feel like me. Mm -hmm. When this would be my argument, that's actually more you. That's really we're exposing a deeper more true version of you. Right. And we're saying goodbye. One of my friends described it as a snake shedding its skin. Mm. Right. It's I'm saying goodbye to this previous version of me. That's a weird process for us. Like, can you imagine being a snake and the first time you lose your skin? Dude, that's just, that would be so. Like, it's bizarre. not like snakes come with a user manual and they're like <laughs> flipping through. It's not like they can go into <laughs> Barnes and Noble yeah. and like read a book on their body and puberty or something like that. It's just like they're just <laughs> sliding around one day and all of a sudden their skin starts falling off. Like, that's weird. That's a little bit bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. Or here's another one. Did you know? So caterpillar to butterfly. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I just thought like the caterpillar kind of grew wings and then it came out of the chrysalis. No. It literally becomes goo. What? It's caterpillar, goo. Stop. Butterfly. The caterpillar turns into goo. Yes. So. Why did I not learn this? I, don't, I can blame it mine on my Oregon public education. <laughs> Apparently Washington public education was not much better. And we, to full disclosure, we might have learned it. Maybe we did. But anyway. Anyways. We don't need to talk about we, education. That in between of exposing a higher level or a more refined version of us that's more us mm -hmm. 
and who we have known ourselves to be. Hmm. That tension feels wrong until it doesn't. It feels like goo. Yeah. Until it doesn't. Which is an interesting thought. We So we're going to talk about things like lenses and form. Here's a little snippet of form. We put... Don't go too deep. I'm not going to. This is I'm just It's just a teaser. Uh-huh. We put form on growth. Meaning it has to look this way. I should be able to no longer struggle with this issue within three to six months. Yeah. And we strongly overestimate how much our emotions, our, our mental health, our physical health, and our spiritual purpose and identity is pulling us back to what we have known ourselves to be as. Mm. And we put form on it and we get frustrated. It's so true. So, two big things. We're four quadrant beings. Emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical. Mm-hmm. And growth will touch. Authentic, sustainable growth will touch all four. Right. Not just the physical plane. No. Yeah, it'll touch all four. Second, second big thought that we will use as a touchstone through this whole series of the podcast, season two, is how we formulate behaviors. How we end up embodying something. How it shows itself in our physical representation of who we are. Right. So, most of us think again only on this physical plane we don't realize everything that's happened to get to what we're embodying on the physical plane Mm -hmm. i have a thought that thought triggers a chemical reaction that we know as feelings emotions emotions of which some i'm not a fan (laughs) some people are not fans i think they're overrated and they get in the way i'm still working with my therapist on that and that's okay we um sometimes you know, we recognize that you might be a little emotionally constipated. and I am emotionally dysregulated, yep. 110%. We're working through it. We're working through it. That's why our therapist gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> so, I have a thought. That thought triggers a feeling. Mm-hmm. The feeling combined with thoughts repeatedly becomes a belief. Right. I believe this to be true. Mm-hmm. My beliefs dictate how I behave. How I embody. Right. This thing also goes backwards. How I behave, what I embody, reinforces my belief that fuels that chemical reaction we know is feeling. Right. That then further cements the thought. Man. Well, yeah, it's like we've seen this, I mean, time and time again in our own personal journey to getting healthier. And I think about... We talked about this a bit in the first season in our story, but the first meeting I had with my functional medicine doctor, and you were there for that meeting, um, I was in a complete just state of feeling all of this stuff in my body that didn't make any sense, and I kept getting the runaround by conventional doctors, and it was that meeting with my functional medicine doctor, she looked at me, helped me to understand what was going on in my body. I had an autoimmune thyroid condition that no one had diagnosed with me before. And she's talking me through basically how drastically I was going to have to change my lifestyle and nutrition and sleep and recovery and even down to like toxic waste around us, things that I didn't even think about, like what I'm putting on my skin, containers we use for bottles, all this stuff. And I was so overwhelmed And I just felt this, like, I don't know even where to start. And I remember thinking, to this point, anytime I would go to the doctor, it was always, you just need to lose weight. 
it's it's just about the weight like you just need to lose more weight and there was an element of truth to that they were speaking to like we're talking about this physical part of my being but as i started this process of trying to heal from all of these just irregular things in my body from the autoimmune condition i was i had to encounter so many other parts of my being in that process over the last three years and things I'm still encountering. So a belief, you know, something they talk a lot about in the wellness community is you can't heal something that you hate. And so if, you know, there's, I'm sure there's people listening to this that are facing or have faced a similar diagnosis to that. And maybe you grew up like me where anytime your health was talked about, it was about a certain metric. It was about the weight whatever it was. So I just believed, literally, I grew up believing if I can just get control of my weight, then I'll be healthy. Well, guess what? As a part of this process, I started losing weight, lost significant weight, and actually started going backwards again because I I didn't realize this at the time, but there were so many mental and physical, or sorry, mental and emotional ways of thinking that were tying me to that type of behavior. I am someone who's overweight and I will always struggle with my weight. I came from an obese family and they struggle with their weight. So this is just what it is for me. And I, it wasn't until like, honestly, a couple years into that process that I started realizing how much my belief about my body. And we even had a conversation yesterday about, you know, I'm struggling with getting some things back under control. I had a little bit of a flare up from a stressful season and realizing again what i believe about what my body is capable of directly affects how i'm able to to live and walk in like holistic wellness so let, let's play this out step by step yeah just teacher of the moment mm-hmm. the thought is i am not healthy right and i won't be healthy mm-hmm. so what do we feel I'm, sick yeah weak right unable to move forward you combine i am unhealthy and incapable of getting well Mm -hmm. in a sustainable way right with i feel sick i feel weak i feel out of control Mm -hmm. we we do that cocktail long enough it develops a full-blown belief that i will never overcome this yeah right so then what do we start embodying well we start embodying not pushing as hard with nutrition or because it's always going to be or it's always going to be this way so i deserve x y or z or i've already given up so much i already given up so much why would i do another we stop going to the doctor maybe that's another physical embodiment of that right we stop going and doing doctor's visits so that behavior starts to reinfirm well man i'm putting back on the weight i feel lethargic and gross man i don't feel good Man, I'm never going to be well. And so this cascades down and then becomes a feedback loop back up. Right. And so the problem becomes learning how to see that I'm in a feedback loop like this. Mm -hmm. And that the solution, this is the interesting thing. The solution generally starts physically. But the work is done in the other three quadrants. Yeah, it's almost like the physical quadrant is like the funnel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what starts to, or or it's the initial like peeling back of the layers, mm-hmm. like an onion. Ooh, like a perfect. But 
If we need, if we want to break the story we're writing, we have to do something about it in our action. Right. You have to physically embody it first. That's why, like, our first conversation with Ronnie, we talked about this in the first season, our first conversation with our life coach on the phone, he said, I cannot coach you unless you're moving your bodies. Five times a week. Five times a week in some sort of group-based fitness for the accountability. Because if you're not pushing yourself physically, you will not push yourself physic- or mentally, mentally or emotionally, and you'll blame me for your lack of progress. Mm-hmm. And... I did not understand that at the time. I was so frustrated by the fact that he even said that to us. I, f- I was like appalled by it. But now having experienced what we have and now working with clients, I 100% understand what he was saying because if you're not physically embodying something first and meeting yourself first in that quadrant, then you're really unlikely to tackle these other layers physically or sorry, mentally and emotionally and then spiritually. So if we view, here's another way to put it. I've heard it described this way. If we view our thoughts and our feelings and our beliefs as the narrative we're writing, it makes sense that we walk out what the script is. Hmm. Right? Yeah. The best way to change the script is to behave differently. We have to see ourselves doing something different than the script that has been consistently written. Right. Right? So the way to break the feedback loop is through what our behavior begins to do. Here's the problem. This is where we get stuck and this is why we're doing this season. My behavior towards growth feels inauthentic. Yeah. Because my emotions and my thoughts have not caught up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you feel like a fraud. You feel like a fraud. You feel like this is not me. Just wait. You've done this before. You're going to work really hard for two weeks. You're going to lose the 10 pounds. You're going to feel a little more confident. You're going to save the $1,000. You're going to have the tough conversation in your relationship. But you know you, and you're going to go back to what you always do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of growth is convincing myself that the opposite of what I believe is true. Yeah. So like a big one for us as we've been starting a business is this belief that the there's abundance, that we're going to have more than enough, that we're going to be building wealth. We feel like we're called to step into that. Right. That's part of that spiritual quadrant for us, right? And so the narrative has been when we every when you start a business, like things get scary, right? right? Like it never happens as fast as you want it to, no. right? So we have had to do active work around, I do not feel like it's going to happen, but I'm going to keep doing daily the things that make it happen. And it feels inauthentic. Why would I get up and come up with content today? Why are we doing a season two? Why are we bringing on a social media person to keep working on social media? Why, like, why are we trying to, like, why are we doing any of this? It's not working. That's actually not true. Right. That's the script I've consistently wrote. And the more my behavior does the opposite, the easier it becomes to continually change the script. Right. But we have to realize we're four quadrant beings and we're going to land the plane here. What I'm thinking gets me addicted to the chemical I know is an emotion or the feeling. Mm-hmm. That, those two things combined together repeatedly creates a belief that then dictates my behavior. Right. What I'm embodying is the current level of my belief about myself. Hmm. So what I'm representing physically in the world is a representation of my consistent thoughts, feelings, and therefore beliefs. Yeah. So where we want to end is let's talk about these four quadrants real quick, real, real quick. Yeah. Some Here, questions to ask. Yourself. Some questions to ask ourselves so we can identify these four. Grab, grab a notebook, open a note on your phone. Physically. Here's the question on physical. 
can I do physically now what I want in my life? Right. Can I physically do now what I want in my life? Do, do I have any physical limitations holding me back? Like a big one for some of our clients is they couldn't keep up with their grandkids. Right. So there was an issue in that physical quadrant, mm-hmm. right? So the next one, mental. How well can I just be present in the moment? Right. I'm just here. Not writing stories about being here. I'm not overcomplicated. Like, I'm just not, here. Not looking for distractions. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just here. here. And then second, within that mental quadrant, what is the quality of my self-talk? Yeah. Am I nice to me? Yeah, how do I talk to myself? Third quadrant, emotional. How often do I realize that the intensity of my emotions does not match the intensity of the moment? Yeah, either high, too or high, or too low. Too high or too low, right. yeah. So that would mean reacting to something in a way that is outside of what that moment calls yeah, for. Yeah, if the moment's a three, but I'm coming in hot with a 10. Yeah. We got to look at that yeah, emotional quadrant. How often quadrant. does that happen? Yeah. yeah. And then spiritual. Do I feel connected to a deeper meaning or purpose for my life? Hmm. In, in essence, what's getting me up in the morning? Right. Do I feel connected to that? Yeah. Yeah. So these things, you know, we're going to be talking so much more about this through the rest of the season and talking more about these four quadrants and behavior formation. Those are really going to be recurring throughout almost every single podcast episode and you know maybe you're listening to this and you're like wait I thought that this was like a fitness and nutrition podcast but again our goal with anyone that we come in contact with is to teach you how to be a holistic healthy being in every area of of your life not just physically and so this is really going to be a deep dive like we've talked about and we're really excited for you guys to come on this journey with us. And we can't wait to dive into our episode next week, which is going to be all about lenses and what that means, what those look like, and how those impact us day to day. So we hope you join us. Hey, friends, Brittany here. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. We're so excited for all of the episodes to come this season. And if you're listening today and realizing that you have never really learned about the other quadrants of your health, and this is a new concept for you, and these questions are really pulling at some things within you that you need some help to navigate, we would love to talk with you. This is the entire reason that we started Axios Wellness and why we coach and why we're passionate about doing what we do. And so if you can reach out, just send us a DM on social or reach out via email, whatever is most comfortable for you, the form on our website, we would love to hear from you and see how we could help you move your health forward and help you reach the outer limits of your potential. We hope to see you next week.